Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. I'm Ben Fields. This is my podcast. You're here. You made it. Lots of good feedback from last week's show with uh, old Sarah Fields, the missus. Uh, you know, it's kind of a spur, spur of the moment necessity type thing. But uh, according to a lot of people that reached out, it was very worthwhile. A lot of people said it was their favorite SOS ever. How about that? But anyway, thank you guys. If, if, you, uh, if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. Okay, this week, Chris Marshall is here. So Chris Marshall's a dude whose name keeps popping up because he's an enabler of, uh, of the local musicians around here. He hosts a handful of open mics and, and artist showcases around town, and he's just kind of the godfather of the mic, man. And he's a, a fantastic dude. He was great to talk to. A lot of insight, a lot of good things going on for him. He's doing God's work out there with the guitar. So my chat with him is coming up in just a second. I uh, wanted to remind you guys this week, February 24th, I am presenting at Pachacucha, Knoxville, at the Mill and Mine at 720 on Thursday night. It's February 24th at the Mill and Mine. It's free. Come out. If you guys hadn't gotten enough of me running my mouth on this thing, you can you can come hear me talk on that microphone in front of people in a room. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm looking really forward to it. But uh, let's get into my chat with with my new buddy, Chris Marshall. Here you go, guys. Hope you enjoy it. We're doing the podcast. All right. Well, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to meet you. Thanks for for yes. coming to to say hey and yes and hang out. I've been hearing your name all over the place lately, and I've I, and now that I see your face, I, I remember I've I've seen I've seen you out playing okay. a bunch. Oh, really? Cool. Union Place, Union Place, using Union Jacks. Um, uh, also, uh, go play for the tourists out at the wilderness, you know, of uh, the Smokies. No way. Yeah, yeah. That got, place is cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, to, uh, are we, are we, uh, yeah. yeah, to, 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 to have a built in crowd of people to go out and just do a bunch of songs they're going to love. And, uh, what's cool about, uh, uh, wilderness is you're down in this kind of grotto area, uh, in the middle of the, uh, middle of the hotel complex so there's all of these balconies and people sitting out on the balconies so they see you down there by the bar and your whole purpose is to draw them down to the bar to buy some to buy ah. some drinks and stuff so the wilderness is like this big like uh, uh hotel slash condo type right. deal in Sevierville, right with yes. two water parks an yes. indoor yeah, one and they outdoor have an one. indoor and an outdoor water park mm-hmm. and uh it's you know these t- tourists come and they, they're coming to the heartland and uh they want to they know that we have good live music here, and and that's who you get to become, you know. And and where I perform is really cool. There's a bunch of fire pits, like mm. the gas rocky, you know, yeah. the little rock thing, gas fire pits, and they all sit. People sit around it and they enjoy it. And that's know. cool. So you, I mean, you get to be people's. Uh, tourists' exposure to Appalachian music, right? Or, Even though I'm not necessarily doing Appalachian, I mean, you know, I, I take a look, you know, take the requests or do whatever fills the tip. But they think it's Appalachian. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, I, I do. You know, a lot of my original stuff has a uh, Americana feel to it, yeah, and, and very much uh, Appalachian style. When, uh, how often do you play at the Wilderness? In I do. I do. Uh, starting in March, I'll be there once a month, right up to the winter when they close out and stop doing it. I when, mean, when you what what days? Uh, it, it varies. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, because I'm going to be up there. Oh, cool! Yeah, cool. And, and spring break, right? If yeah. anybody, uh, you know, if anybody wants to check out um, 
uh, where I'll be playing or the events that I do, just become a Facebook friend of mine because I post that stuff out there. I uh, uh, just uh, or go on um, uh, Instagram, but um, uh, Facebook's where you're going to find most of it. Uh, you can either go on to Knox Vegas Ramblers uh, or Chris Marshall and the Knox Vegas Ramblers. Uh, look for that, or just Chris Marshall and friend me. And yeah, then. it's excellent. Uh, so, and then. Aside from the wilderness stuff, is that with a full band? Uh, that that is just that is just solo. Uh, but I I do uh, uh, some full band gigs whenever they're uh, called for. But my, and that's the Ramblers, the the Knox uh, Chris Marshall and the Knox Vegas. I used to just call it Knox Vegas Ramblers. Yeah. But what ended up happening is with all of my open mic hostings and solo shows, the the name Chris Marshall uh, had more juice to it than mm. Knox Vegas Ramblers did. Yeah. So I changed it to Chris Marshall and the Knox Vegas Ramblers. Still sounds like a cover band, but that's kind of what it is for the most part. I uh, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Yeah, that's you know, true. I mean, come on. No, that's yeah, true. That's anybody, anybody in Knoxville, it sounds like a cover band, but outside of Knoxville, it sounds interesting, you know, because nobody's yeah. ever, most most people that aren't Knoxvillians haven't heard the term Knox Vegas. Sure. Yeah, yeah. but here it's like something we hear all the time. K-Town, Scruffy City, Yeah, it's all, Knox it's all Vegas. kitschy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anybody outside you know, just thinks it's yeah. cool and outside it's, the box. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have a great name for music, Chris Marshall. That's a hell of a name. So. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the first name of a, of uh, you know a, a, a deity and the last name of an amplifier. So you know, that's, <laughs> it's made for music. It's made for music. Made for soul. <laughs> but what's up with these open mics, though? How how All often right. do you do those? What's the story? Um, uh, well, I kind of uh, have. Uh, um, have, have earned a place in the Knoxville scene as the uh, MC slash open mic host uh, um, because I found that it is it, a fun gig to have. It, it, it really is. You just set, you know, just basically you build the fire and light it, and you, as long as you get some good musicians to come out. Unfortunately, we live in a um, we live in a, a fertile valley of amazing musicians for sure. I mean, it's, you know, it sits in between the corporate <laughs> bullshit of Nashville, uh, you know, and uh, the pretentiousness of Asheville. It's right there in the valley. It's it's an interesting crossroads yeah. when it comes to music. And there's so many good songwriters and cover artists that are in this area that uh, uh, having an open mic here, as long as you know them, and I, I mean, I got to know them, and so you get them coming out. You know become, the artists or know the the, the artists, yeah. yeah. I mean, you 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 get new artists and stuff too, of course. But compared to open mics I've been to in other towns, uh, here in Knoxville, it feels more like an artist showcase than mm. it does an open mic because everybody is so freaking good. Mm. I mean, uh, there's a lot of really amazing artists here, and uh, uh, the, what I try to create is an environment where. They get to practice their craft when it counts mm. and also network with all of the other artists that are going to, you're going to get to need to get to know. Mm. Otherwise, you know, you, it's, 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 you can't be on the scene unless you're in the scene. You know, I guess a more positive way to put that would be um, uh, if you want to be on the scene, you better be in the scene. Yeah. You know, you better go out and see these people and well, actually get to know them. And There's a, It'd be very easy for a lot of artists to sit around and say, oh, man, I just can't catch a break. But it would – but there's also opportunities like what you're offering yeah. where they can come out oh, yeah. and no, get, get involved the in the scene. You know, I, I, 
I don't know if you're a member of uh, like uh, the Facebook group, say uh, Knoxville Musicians, Sinking Musicians, right? So um, everybody gets in there and they're like looking for a bass player to do this or looking for this to do that. Knoxville Musicians, Seeking, Seeking Musicians. Okay. It's like a Facebook group, yeah. you know. It just, you know, watching it through the feed, I see, you know, a, a lot of reaching out, but nobody has any follow through. The, 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 uh, the thing is, is, yeah, they'll say, yeah, let's get together. And then they never do. And yeah. I, I went on there and one, one day I, I posted, I said, hey, if you want to seek some musicians, come out, show us what you got, you know. Yeah. Out. And I don't know if I got any response from that. You know, it's I think it's a lot of people, they want, you, you got to put in the work. You got to show up. You got to get boots on the ground and get out there. Well, it's, it's great that you're giving you're taking away people's excuse by yeah. doing what yeah, you're yeah, doing. Exactly. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah, yeah. You're giving people who say that they want to do this, right? A, a, a play, a warm chair to come sit in and play right. a song, and a, and a supporting band, uh, yeah, too, yeah, I to mean, back them, right? I mean, uh, let's go ahead and I'll I'll go ahead and um, say what it is I do usually in in a given week and where it's at. Um, uh, open Chord has a open mic night. They used to do it every Thursday, but now they uh, they alternate it every other Thursday, and then every uh, other Thursday they have a blues jam out there. Mm. Roger Hay hosts it, and Roger's great. Um, uh, what I do is a little bit more, you know, whatever music you want to do. Uh, if you want to bring a full band, you can bring a full band. We've you know, we've got a sound man. I don't know if you've ever been to the Open Chord, but it is a really cool stage. Yeah, it's uh, you know Sammy McIntyre. Uh, Max here. No, no, man, is he still at the open court? I keep asking people if they know. I talked to him a couple of days ago. I thought he was still there. Uh, he, he, may, he may be. Uh, you know, I don't know that I've. He's worked for them for a long time. Right, Sammy. Sammy. I mean, I, I know Randy, of course. And yeah. uh, um, see, does he have the open court wrap on his vehicle? Yes. Yes. Okay. I saw. Yeah. I, I, I was behind him on Level Road. Oh today. yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's, I'm that's, uh, you know, uh, Randy Holmes. He's one of the. Uh, Knoxville music gods. When I say music god, I don't say you know he's not uh, a, a musician, by, but he makes things happen for musicians. Yeah. You know, he's one of those people that. Uh, well, he's kind of like you are, but I mean, you're a musician also, but you are also this enabler. Well, for I other, try to be <laughs> for other people because it it it, uh, it it seems like a, a winning a winning strategy, mm. uh, and it's not just a strategy. These people are my good friends. I mean, it's uh, I don't know how non musicians make friends. I really don't. You know, every time you get up on stage with somebody and you have that moment of uh, what the Spanish call duende, which is uh, they, they, they made a word for the high you get when you play music with, you know, more than just yourself. When you have like mm. a duo trio and you get that buzz and, yeah, you, and you yeah, look yeah, yeah. at each other in the eye and you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. That that high you feel, uh, the Spanish made a word for it, duende, which That's is cool. great. That's a German thing to do. Yeah. You know, the Germans have all those words for, for emotions. And yeah, whatnot. for emotions yeah. that yeah. yeah we don't have words for. Yeah. Duende. Duende, yeah. I yeah. dig it. I've had that feeling before. I don't play music much anymore at mm. all. Right. But I used to growing up, and man, you're right. Like, it's a it's a high. And I don't know if it's it, – it, it's the synergistic effect that happens – uh, and it's it's like it needs its own word, right? And it's almost like a weird kind of non-sexual lovemaking that goes on with these other people, and it like it's intimate. It ends, yeah, it's intimate, and it instantly it instantly bonds you as friends, <coughs> and um, uh, you know sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. It depends <laughs> yeah. on the person, sure. But uh, it it. It's like nothing that I've ever experienced in any other line of work. Mm. 
you know, you don't have that kind of emotional connection with your coworkers at most day jobs or, you know. Yeah. You know, you can get it, you know, but it's it's something that happens instantly if you click playing music with somebody. Well, and it, and it seems like what you're doing with putting all these different groups of people together and giving these these, you know, artists uh a space to come play with these at these open mics that you're providing a lot of opportunities for that to ha- that exact thing that you're talking about right. to happen. That's it's what not- I want to have happen because that's what hooks them. That's what gets them back in the door. Mm. Those warm bodies in the seats. Well, who who comes to see these things? Is it just like I, I've been to a bunch of uh, uh, stand up comedy open mics and like yeah, there's people there that are there to see the comedians, it's but a lot of times it's the co- other comedians sitting around watching other comedians. Do well, you guys find that you have a following for your? Or, are there built in? Following's already there. I have a following uh, as far as musicians that want to come out and be at the open mics. Okay. Uh, um, and uh, I put on a great cover show and have some good original stuff that I do. But when you play, when you play quite a bit, you, you're never going to have a locally. You're never going to have a following that's going to come to every show. Mm. You know, you'll, you'll burn out your friends and family card pretty quick. Yeah, and then pretty soon it's just. I'm a, I'm I'm there to uh, give good entertainment to a crowd you already have. So if a venue owner is like, well, what kind of following do you have? I'm like, well, I, I mean, nobody's gonna come. To, you know, uh, I, I thought, what kind of following do you have? You yeah. know, you bring the following, <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the entertainment. Yeah, I'll bring the entertainment. I'm yeah. a value added service for your right where you you know your business. Let's and, work together and, here. Yeah, let's know, work together. We can we can help each and other. And that's where that, that's where I you know I, I, I'm kind of like uh, you know um, uh, it fits like a glove to play these places sometimes like um like uh wilderness you know yeah. um although i don't really get to do a whole lot of original stuff out at that one i'll sneak them in i'll sneak one original in yeah. per set but uh then i have uh played the listening room in pigeon forge a few times and that's all original mm. of course the thing about it the difference between is covers pay and the originals don't originals yeah. are just for your passion you know so your yeah. soul doesn't die yeah yeah passions the is the name of it i mean but it's it sucks because and i've been in this situation before a little bit playing music uh the let getting your soul out there getting getting your your song that you wrote that you believe in 100 percent, letting people hear it feels great they're listening they're loving it and all that but then you play something that somebody else where you play family tradition right you know Hank Jr. and people just lose their shit, and and you get more of that. I mean, it's right. ten times the amount of uh, that you oh, get yeah. back. From well, you're that. selling a memory at that point. You're mm. selling a memory of them listening to that song when they were young, yeah, and they were having a great time. Yeah. And you just bring that back for them. That's a hell of a point, sir. Yeah, it, I hadn't thought about that. You're really play. You're you're really trading on nostalgia. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, you're just selling them a memory. Yeah, you know, uh, you doing your original. It might have a good beat. They might like it. Might be a good song. Might not be. Uh, but uh, there's no memory involved. There's no past history that they have with that tune that you're playing. Yeah, and if it, there is, if it, if it, you know, if it sounds like something they've heard, yeah, before, then you're then, ripping them off. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then it probably doesn't mean much to them at that yeah, point. Well, that sounded just like that Hank song or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, how many nights a week are you playing out now? Um, I, I generally have three weeklies, which are the. Uh, uh, Tuesday nights at uh, the um, Union Place Bar and Grill. 
uh, which is on Chambliss Avenue. It's right behind Backdoor Tavern. Yep. It's there in the uh, uh, Bearden area across from uh, Brickhouse. Uh, 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 Brickyard? Brickyard, yeah. yeah Brickyard I, I think it's going to make it, too. Uh, nothing's made it in that building. I mean, uh, oh, that's true. You know, it's they've like, been it's, going strong though ever since they opened. The, you know, it, and they it, opened like right before the pandemic right before started. COVID, yeah, and, and they shut down Union Jacks for like right. a few months while they remodeled it. it which, thank God. I mean, so glad they opened it back up. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, dude, I'm I'm a I'm a two time uh, Union Jacks beer challenge. Uh, Are you? You're on yeah, the wall. Huh? I'm on the wall. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, from way back. Yeah, nice. I started drinking there when I was 19. Right, and. Uh, uh, I was nervous that they were gonna that they were yeah. gonna not open it. No, back I up. was too. I was I was devastated when I heard that, you know it went down, and then when it came back up, I was like, "Oh, this is great." And I, I was also nervous that when it changed hands, because you know I had known Aaron from uh, from opening the Jig and Reel mm. um, back in the day, and so I knew that he knew what he was doing right. when he got it. But Pat, the guy that owned the owned Union Jacks before, had been trying to sell it forever. And right. it was like, what are you selling? Name? You don't own the building, right? You know, the health department doesn't know about this room back here. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. and then Aaron bought it, and I'm like, oh man, he's got his work cut out for him. Like, and, and I and I, I had faith that that he was going to take care of the place, and uh, knew he would do it. But I was worried that the that Union Jacks was going to lose some of that charm because right. it was the smoky ass bar yeah. that you stumbled into in the rain. I'm glad they got rid of the cigarette smoke. Though. Me too. I am too. And I thought that I was okay with it for a long time because it didn't seem too bad while you were in there. But God, your clothes stunk for days, man. I couldn't do a weekly at that. No, you couldn't. But they kept the. The, they they kept all the good yeah. and just made it better. Yeah, they did. And and God bless them for doing it right. and for taking and for taking that you know for taking Union Place and turning it into something, something cool. that is spectacular. Oh yeah, you've got a you got a different room for everything. Yeah, uh, there's a game room, a poker room, right. a, a you know a room with booths. The right. outside area is awesome with the right. fountain and the pond and that's outdoor when, TVs and outdoor bars. That's when the Tuesday night open mic really kicks into uh, full gear is uh, when. And it's warm enough to for us to take the patio. Oh, nice! Because that's you know we have a great little gym out there on the patio. It's so cool. You know we'll get the fire pits going, and it's just amazing. Uh, we do it inside as well when it's not. But um, we're on hiatus right now uh, just because of uh, UT basketball mm. is predominantly on Tuesday nights, mm. and uh, Union Place has this big 160 inch screen now. So that kind that of that LED like, screen that they bought with all the oh, all yeah. the road cases sitting yeah, in front of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that would be that's where we perform. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so uh, we got to wait till uh, UT gets done with their stuff. But we'll be back on uh, March eighth, uh, starting with weekly every Tuesday at Union Place, inside or outside, depending on the weather. Okay. And uh, so, uh, did you do the Union Place open mic that they were doing on Thursday for a while? Yes. That I mean, was that's you? how it started. That was me. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to go down there with buddies and watch. Uh, watch Thursday night football. Right. It was like our, you know, yeah. our weekly kind of deal together. And it was, it got to the point where we forgot about the football game. Went out and watched the music. And watched no, you, that was, you yeah, guys play. That was, that was me. That yeah, was, yeah. I thought so. And that's where I reconnected with, with John Worley too and right. caught up yeah. with him and saw, saw him play a little yeah. bit. Shout out to uh, Cornbread, John Paul Worley. Talked to him earlier tonight. <laughs> I talked to him last <laughs> night, man. Oh, what an experience. I, I wish I recorded all of our phone conversations. Oh, man. Like I told you before, He's a he's a podcaster's dream because he's just he's like a wind him up, let him go. Wind him up, let him go. He's like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I remember I got a couple texts from people. Uh, the first, and I get texts 
after every episode, you know, love this guest, great, you know. Right. I have never gotten as many texts as I did after well, of course. after his how first gonna, time on the show. How you going to compete with that, you know? Yeah. You somebody can talk. <laughs> well, when Jesus comes back, she's going to fire lightning bolts out of her pecker. It's a like, good God. I know. No, I, I did a show with him out in uh, Cosby at this place called uh, the Smoky Mountain Hemp Cafe or something. Like that. Yeah. And uh, we had a great show, and at the end of it, this always stuck with me. And I was like, man, JP, that was, uh, that was an amazing show. Thank you so much. And He's like, hey, man, you never know how loud that grease is going to pop till you put your ass down in the skillet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'll remember that. You never know. You got to put your ass down in the skillet and see how loud the grease is going to pop. <laughs> oh, speaking of grease, uh, the last time he came over here, they were doing construction on the road down here, and he had to go all the way down and go around. All right. And he called me. I was like, hey, man, uh, you, you finding it all right? He's like, no, oh, I'm sitting here greasing the weasel through the B-side. I'll be there in about four minutes. It's like, Jeez. Yeah, you got to understand uh, uh, cornbread ease, you know, to, to, to quite know what he's talking about most of the time. Yeah. But I, man, those Thursday nights, there was something special about those Thursday nights out there when we, really I went was. for the football completely forgot about it right because the music was did my was, job yeah <laughs> good job nice. and, yep. I, and i used to always say I, I basically i was just tom sawyering all of them into painting the fence you yeah. know just whitewashing like, this yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it was like look how fun this is why don't y'all get up here and paint you know yeah and um and, and the thing is is it, it just it was uh it was a perfect storm uh as far as uh artists and uh people coming together it, it was an amazing time but uh then covid hit and it changed everything you know they, there was all these restrictions in they couldn't have live music because yeah. evidently that spread more covid or sure. whatever and so um it went down and you know i i uh was out of the game for a little while as we all were and uh uh finally uh, aaron hit me back and said you know what's going on i was in texas at the time hanging out with my uh parents and he said, uh, I said, well, you got two a week for me and I'll, I'll come back to Knoxville. And he said, yeah, yeah, I got you. And, and so we're coming out and I started doing, uh, we changed it up a little it's Tuesday at open or Tuesday at union place. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, he said like, I'd like to do a jam on Saturday, mm. which is not too many people run a jam on Saturday. Well, no, you've already got people in the door, right? You've already got people in the door. You've already got. Uh, you've, a lot of musicians are booked on Saturday anyway, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that's why they come out to the Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, cause they're, you know, they're, they're weekend warriors, you know? Yeah. But, um, I was confident that I could make it, make it work. I said, you know, just need a little more to cover a, a back line and, you know, uh, let's, let's do it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, that's great. And so, uh, we started doing that. And basically what I do on Saturday nights at, uh, Union Jacks is, I pull in different um, uh, rhythm sections uh, pretty much every week. Uh, different uh, bass player and 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 uh, and and drummer, and then it's kind of uh, and then I'll 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 play the show until I get people that show up that want to play, and it's more of a full band kind of thing. But not it's kind of like a it's kind of like a blues jam, but it's not blues. You don't mm -hmm. have to do blues. You can do. We got a punk band that comes out and do, or I say punk. They come out and do like retro punk. They'll, they'll come out and do like B fifty twos and you know I would and they'll do like yeah. you know uh, uh, walk five hundred miles and that yeah. kind of stuff and, yeah. and, and and it's great and it's fun and it, and it's awesome and it's perfect for an English pub. Yeah, and and and, and, it, and it works really really well, 
And, and they've so, got a good spot for you over there now that they've moved. They busted through the wall and have the garage space right. and dartboards over on that side and all right. that. Because yeah. there used to be a big pool table where there were two pool tables over where the where the right. uh, stage sits now, up now. Now there is now uh, where we do the inside stage. There is a pool table over there that we have to like kind of uh, bum rush any pool players off once that starts, and uh, uh, we only piss them off for a few minutes, and then the music starts, and then everything's good. They got another pool table they can go to. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you it's not reload. A, it's not necessarily a billiards bar anyway, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's it's really fun to see music in there, though, because that bar has some vortex specialness going on. It, right. just, it feels well, I mean, right in there. It, an, an English pub traditionally has live musicians, mm. you know, uh, so you can't have an English pub without some live music, you know. You can make it a sports bar if you want to, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, Dimitri Martin, comedian, uh, he once said, uh, yeah, I really love sports bars because it takes all the people I don't want to hang out with and puts them in one place. <laughs> yeah. Well, Union Jacks used to kind of have that mentality. Like, right. I would go in there and be like, hey, can you turn the Tennessee no, basketball like, game no, on? Like, no, 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 no. But they got their TVs. You can watch your sports. You can now. Yeah, you can watch your sports. Yeah. And, uh, of course, at Union Place, you can definitely watch your sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, – it's uh, I loved the fact that they um, uh, they they are a supporter of of the live music and and I think they have live music acts on Friday and Saturday as well. So any any word on if they uh, plan on uh, proliferating the brand and uh, another, Aaron, another Aaron bar? opens another bar? I mean I don't know. I mean he I opened you, you, Union he, Jacks to Union too. Place went yeah, pretty he's, quick. I, he's trying to go toe to toe with Scott West. Looks like yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. it's me. He's gonna have, he's gonna have the star sphere over there yeah. off of the side yeah, of the, uh, the moon sphere. The moon sphere. <laughs> Aaron's yeah, gonna yeah. have the star sphere. Oh, he'll the, have this. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I got a Scott West number today. I'm gonna try to get him to come on the podcast soon. That would be cool. Got to talk to him. He's a storied individual. That's for sure yeah i don't know if i have six hours to hear the whole damn thing you <laughs> right. know we'd well, have to do it in like a couple of parts yeah know, i think so lay it all down and then spread it out over yeah oh uh, well so so you've got the two nights at union jacks union place and then the open chord thing open chord thing every, when's that it's it's every other thursday every other thursday. every other thursday okay. it used to be every thursday uh uh but they they've they've changed their schedule up a little bit so we're every other thursday do they do and, video for those too because i've heard they've got it outfitted with with uh live streaming capabilities in there they do but they don't necessarily utilize that it's for a the hard open it's a tough game it's a, so no, tough to get anybody to yeah and it's hard to get somebody to watch your live stream at all oh you know? of course because there's like we talked about before there's so much content out there we're content rich as a society right now Shoo, we are aren't we man yeah it's amazing to me that people listen to this podcast with as much stuff out there as there is to feel thank you, fill your brain with. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I I can't believe how how many choices we have to make on a daily basis, right? Uh, of of what kind of content we want to take in because we are living in a time where we can just it, it, take in anything we want. It's just up to us well, what we choose. It's not very hard to be a, um, a hipster anymore because anything can be obscure. <laughs> Yeah, most everything is. <laughs> most everything is obscure. <laughs> yeah, Ever, I mean it's great though that people have the tools and the way to put them put themselves out there. That's true. Um, so it it somewhat, I don't know. I, I have kind of two ways of thinking about it. Like one way is it levels the playing field. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear anybody belly aching about not having the things they need. No, to, you can do the thing if you want to. You it can, don't cost that much. But then it also 
floods the marketplace True. with people who can do it. And so anybody with a pulse right. can you know have a Facebook Live of right. their band or have a podcast or a TV show, whatever they want. You know what's crazy to me is is um, we've got there. There's some uh, upcoming young musicians that are so freaking good, like stupid good. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you were ever into skateboarding. Yeah, I was. Okay. So I was too, but I'm an older dude. So, uh, uh, you know, I was into it in the early 90s, late 80s. And um, along came this younger breed skateboarder that could ollie three foot in the air Mm -hmm. and do all kinds of crazy, you know, flip tricks and shit. And um, it, it, it kind of the old heads were like just dumb, dumbfounded, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't keep up. It's uh, I see that a lot in uh, in music coming up with some of these young cats, especially like I don't know if you ever seen the guys that play like percussive style acoustic guitar, where like a Rodrigo y- Gabriela yeah, yeah, type exactly, thing. yeah, and just make that guitar their bitch, and yeah. and, and 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 not only you know it, it's like they're playing two guitars and a drum kit, yeah. on a guitar, you know, yeah. it's like yeah, it's mind boggling to me, yeah. To see that kind of stuff, but it's the school of YouTube. It's like these kids yes. that are, you know, uh, they they learn how to play off of YouTube and then uh, sit in their rooms and just get stupid good. They don't know they're not supposed to be able to do that. Right. You yeah, yeah, you're not they're supposed like, okay, to I'm, be. I make my hand like in this shape. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now I'm Victor Wooten with my right hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and and Jimmy Page with my left hand, you know. It's pretty wild. But, you know, uh, as a uh, open mic host – uh, uh, and then I just get to uh, further them, and and uh, you know, rather than compete with them, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you get to be, you get to be. Uh, are you into the enneagram thing? You know what that is? I do not. Enlighten it's, me. You know, you. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, so you, so you, you compile these. You answer these questions that are ultimately your personality traits, and it assigns you a number. I think one through eight, and uh, you know, there's the optimist. There's uh, there's the helper. There's, right. you know, and and I, I I'm I'm the helper. Right. I, I'm I'm not the front. I'm not the 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 front man. The guy You're that the wants. Supporter. I'm the support staff. Right. For just about just about everything, and it seems like that is is kind of your world too. To to be able to not have to be the 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 big one swinging out there. Exactly. Yeah. I try to. I mean, because I came out first trying to be the big one swinging, and um, I can do. I I, I do great, but. Um, I don't know. There's something about, you know, I'm of an age, uh, a man, men of a certain age. I can't, I can't go out there and, and think that I'm some sort of uh, a rock star, but I can be cool uh, and, and, um, personable and, um, charismatic and help the people along the way that might be. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much uh, what I love doing. You know? And yes. I catch that Dwindy and meet a, lot, meet, meet a lot of really great people. Uh, I still get to do my songwriting and, 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 and put my stuff out there. Um, I think uh, when it comes to like, I think the biggest uh, obstacle that we have as, as musicians and songwriters, if we want to put something original out there into the world, is uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of return on investment uh, into recording our stuff. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I do my originals and I've had people say, Hey, where can I, you know, is that, have you recorded your stuff? You know, recorded it. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen the return on investment yet. Yeah. yeah. And every musician I've talked to about that have said right back to me, 
Um, yeah, I took a bath on my album. But, yeah, you know, they all everybody does. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I could have bought a used car with what I spent on this album. Sure, and then a SoundCloud it, rapper comes out and records something in his bedroom <laughs> and gets a billion downloads on it. Yeah, or or somehow somehow gets on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, and becomes yeah. the next, you know, uh, you know, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 exactly, no, you know. <laughs> yes, the, the the gimmick the gimmicky one that yeah, just kind of fits a yeah fits it's an archetype. It, it, it fits every you know cat yeah. video and and you know yeah. Well, I I listen. We uh, I was hanging out with some friends the other night and somebody turned on Destiny's Child. Okay, which was you know it's Beyonce's yeah. and her sisters oh, yeah. and all that oh, yeah. her sister. And uh, I was listening to it and I had this epiphany and I was like, okay, I haven't heard this song in. 20 years probably since it came out. So never going to get it. <laughs> it was, it, no, <laughs> no, that's a different one. No, that's, no, that's, a, that's a different one. Uh, <laughs> but I was listening to it and I was like, this is so produced. That it was so much intentionality that went into oh, creating yeah. this thing. Oh yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like that because of what you're talking about, the, the, the ROI on this stuff right. has gone down so much right. that it's a big risk to go in and put a bunch of intention behind an entire oh yeah LP right and and so I I just feel like the stuff that that you listen I feel like the intentionality that you hear with recorded music now is is dwindling a little bit because it is a huge risk to go and if you don't have a label to back you up or somebody to back you up if you're paying your own studio mm, bill yeah and all that I mean it's going to be tough to get to get that that level of production out of either you figure out how to do both mm. or you have a good best friend who's willing to mm. do it for free yeah or you just go ahead and go in in deep with and it pony and spend up some money and take and the risk and take the risk yeah and and well auction i i don't want to say take the risk as much as understand that yeah this is more of a um this is more of an advertisement than a product to sell mm when you when you make an album nowadays, yeah, it's not really a product to sell. Used to you toured to promote your album. Yeah, you were supporting. Now you put out like, an album to support your tour. Your, your show. Life yeah, it's I'm. Cha- I'm a big flip flopped. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I've, I've talked about it before about how like, um, like Fish, the band Fish, for instance, okay. never really uh, sold a ton of records, right? Uh, Put a lot of uh, emphasis on on recording on, on on recording and going and selling a bunch of records to make money. But they've had twenty five thousand people at their concerts for almost thirty years. Right, now. they have a following. Yes, a following. huge following. Never sold any records. Let people record their concerts for free and sell them and trade them and all that. And then now in the Spotify era, There's- they're pos- as well positioned as anybody is yeah. because they never relied on selling records right. in order to stay relevant and I make a you. living. They, so they, they basically rebelled against the old paradigm. And, uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were actually doing the new paradigm 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And just right. not, not caring that that was, yeah. you know, that, that, but now you see that with just about everybody. I mean, you look at, I, I mean, you look at the m- most popular names, out there, the most money they make is touring now. Yeah, no, they don't make any money off the CDs. I mean, I it's know. like point zero 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 one cents per oh, stream, yeah, or yeah, or stream, or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna make an album, 
and I want to. I was talking to um, my good friend and uh, a bandmate as well as roommate uh, Will Ross today about that very thing, and he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you'll make more money off t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, than you would off of CDs because nobody has a CD player. They they might buy a CD just to be nice or, you know, mm. as a souvenir from yeah. a show they liked. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, T-shirt actually will go uh, better and a better profit margin than recording an album. <laughs> it's a shame, really. <laughs> but, it, but, because, well, because music is such um, – such a powerful art form mm-hmm. that that people put so much time to devote, devote so much of their life into into trying to master right and then just to for it to you know unless you have unless you a get get you know luck and talent lines up and right. and you get the the following and and somehow get it going on it, you know it's it's something that the value on has diminished a lot. Right. I mean, and it's, it's a bummer. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like the world is, is um, Johnny Cash's father and walk the line with the coffee can going, you know, just a whole bunch of nothing. You know, yeah. this is just a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> this, this is what you are, a whole bunch of nothing. And that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. To us. But it's amazing that you have been able to um, do a couple things, you know, make a living doing it. And then also support others and keep the community alive right. and not let people lose hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a double edged sword sometimes because I see what happens is I'll have all of these cats that come out to my open mics and they're, they're doing great and they're getting better. And every time they show up, it's an amazing show. It's so awesome. And then they're off doing their shows and then they don't come anymore. And I got to find a new crop of, of uh, up and comers. Well, you, you they know? fly the nest. Is <laughs> they, that what happens? They fly the nest. They come back occasionally, but yeah. you know, it just depends on how the gigging is going for them. You know, yeah. it's funny. I won't see them for about six months, but I'll see their Facebook posts. Hey, playing here, playing there, playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and, uh, and pop back in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, it, it is a little bit of a uh, bittersweet, I guess, would be the best uh, um, you know, to to see them. It's like, yeah, y'all doing great, but I don't ever see anymore. You know, you know. Well, <laughs> but yeah, you gotta, it's, it's but you got to keep it going. Yeah, success is is great for them, but it kind of it's kind of sucks for you because you lose your buddy that you've made all this great music with. Right, wants to get out there and right? start getting their own following and going on tour and all that. And well, that's that. That's the next big step. I see what happens in Knoxville's. I think is a um, in a unique spot in the fact that we have a lot of. Uh, uh, bars and, and small venues that do hire live music. Not mm. every city's like really. Knoxville. Yeah, are we? Yeah, are, no, we're we're more the so. Exception. We are the exception to the rule because um, you know, being in this music culture that we are in between Nashville and Asheville, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's more restaurants per capita in Knoxville than I think like ninety five percent. I don't know yeah. the actual numbers, yeah, but I've yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They have to be competitive. Like, what am I offering? I've got a lot of music out here, mm. you know, and hopefully yeah. that drives some people in there. Yeah. So there is more opportunities for the local musician to actually uh, make some money uh, uh, or, or, you know, perform in front of people than there would be in, in, in a lot of other cities in the United States. And not only that, but we're right next to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, which yeah. is, you know, got all that tourist. I mean, if you 
want to, re- you know, you, you could go out and really be a day job musician and work at like, you know, uh, Tennessee Theater Tonight and Pigeon Forge or whatever and do yeah. that whole. Or Dollywood. Kind of, or Dollywood. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's kind of a whole Vegasy kind of. Uh, Branson, Missouri yeah, type yeah, deal. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. And, <laughs> yeah. But y- you're making a living being a musician, sure. you know, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's not as raw as, as what we get in the bars and like at Pres Pub or, you know, uh, you know Brickyard or Union Place or Union sure. Jacks. It's not not as raw and like uh, deeply cultural as that, but it, it is a way for a guitar player, bass player, drummer, or a singer to to have a five, six day a week job. Yeah. You know, going and doing that. Uh, although the people I've talked to that have done that, you know, do it for like a year. Yeah. Soul sucking a little bit. Yeah, I think, think? that's the word. I think it, that's the the, the 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 two words. I would think it would yeah. would have to be, but you know, I, I think I think if you can dial into some gratitude right. at some point, if you right. can be like, man, right, how lucky am I, right, to be making a living exactly. as a musician right now? Just, yeah. you, you can put that smile you, on that yeah, cowboy hat and yeah. every oh, night yeah. at the Dixie yeah. Stampede if you want. to. Yeah, that's better than. Uh, yeah, that, that, digging that, ditches. Yeah, that's better than you know, or you know, a lot of you know, taking just shoveling shit from you know middle management and you know that kind sure. of thing. You know, yeah. be, being uh, having a job that you re- don't want to get up and go to. I don't know. Uh, that's that's been my goal uh, um, over the last you know five years, and uh, you know, I I day jobbed it for a long time i mean i didn't really start doing uh new musical or, or entertainment as a profession um until solely really a couple of years ago really? I, yeah uh, um i always had something going on in the daytime you know because it doesn't pay enough to you know but uh you you just have to change your expectations about how much money you're going to have. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know, and, and then the thing is, is I look back and if I could go back in time, you know, 10 years uh, and, and talk to my, and I would be like, I'm so much happier. Really? Yeah. Oh, way, yeah, way happier making a lot less money. I mean, I, I've lived, I've lived poor as shit and I've lived uh, bougie mm-hmm. and I've lived in the middle and I found that none, any of that really, it, it had little to do with how happy I was, really. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, so many uh, people yeah. think that they're going to be happy once they've got money. And you it, can it say d- that that's... Here's the thing. Once you once you attain that money, because, uh, you know, I owned a, I owned a business, I used to own a, a rental car uh, agency that I ran for, you know, 13 years and, and made pretty good money, did, did all right. Um, but... Uh, having to be married to that mm. every day, even though you had that money, knowing that 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 alarm clock going off the next day, and you had to drag your ass out and get out there and kiss ass and do it. Um, it's a new set of problems. It took away from the happiness of uh, having the money to do. You know, it yeah. it really you know it, yeah. it took away from that. Whereas I, I would rather have time than money. Because we only have so much time. Mm-hmm. You can make more money. There's an infinite amount of money that you can make, but you you're only going to have so much time to right. do what you want to do. As it, you know, uh, sitting here talking with you, uh, that's a great, that's an awesome thing. You know, some people. Uh, if I had a you know uh, a, a ball breaking job, 
have to get to, and I'm, like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. You know, you, 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 yeah. you, you, you you're not going to be I able see, to yeah. have those opportunities. Yeah, being able to right. do something like this, is, uh, being is, able to like go camping and and uh, for uh, you know an extended weekend and 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 do something cheap but awesome like you know paddleboarding or something like sure. that. Versus constantly, you know, grinding, grinding every day, out so you can go to Vegas yeah, for a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 lose more money yeah. than you made in a month. You yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I think that's a big a big thing is um is how you spend your time. Show me how to spend how you spend your time, and you know, I can tell I can tell you a lot about yourself. Yeah, and it's I think it's very. And it's very important to take time, and I, I've I've caught you know flack lately for, you know, for prioritizing time with my family over time doing what I'm supposed to be doing right. with, with work. And that's and tough. That's tough. It is it is tough, but I wouldn't change it because you know my kids are going to be grown up soon. Yeah, I'm on the back end of raising kids. I've got really? two children, but they're adult children in their mid twenties, and yeah, they're off doing their own thing. Yeah, and um, I reached a point where I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And never, you know, and you don't. You, I, I'm sure. I mean, you hear that you 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 miss you miss the you you regret the things you didn't do. And right. I don't want to regret not having spent quality time with my family when I had the chance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta spend that quality time, but you also uh, have to. Um, uh, pay a little bit of, of attention to your dreams. I mean, as long as your dreams aren't delusional. Hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta be real about it. You yeah. know, I mean, I you know that's probably a tough part dealing with musicians a lot of oh times. Oh my god, is it? Ooh, I mean, uh, yeah. It's like, well, uh, I know you want to be famous, but you you can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, being an open mic host, I've seen it all. Yeah. I, I've seen I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, here's the thing: uh, I've seen the good be ugly. Because they're too much inside, the, the, you know, they're, they're too egotistical or su- too much. They, 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 they're, they're too much inside their own head about God, what's going on. Isn't that gross? It's disgusting. Yeah. It, it's, it's such a shame when you're like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing what I just saw. Yeah. And then you see and then them you step off. Them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's bad. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah. good. But, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, you just made me not like you. It and just the ruined is, everything. Here's the thing: as entertainers, uh, uh, first and foremost, we have to be likable. It's rare that an unlikable uh, entertainer makes it. Yeah, Kanye uh, West. Con- is yeah, an oh anomaly. my god! I was about to say <laughs> Kanye, and then you freaking stole it right out of my fucking head. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he comes right to mind. Yeah, it, it, and he's not good, uh, but uh, somehow he got into a position where people told him he was. Until you know, I'll tell you what. Anybody who tells me they're a genius, yeah, they're not a genius. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 yeah, that's like I'll go ahead and say that you know, um, you know one of the biggest <laughs> red flags that somebody is toxic is when they tell you they're an empath. <laughs> mm, I like you ever that. get that? I mean, oh yeah, man, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I oh mean, yeah, I've hung yeah. Out with all kinds of so yogis. this is why you this is why you react in so many negative ways is because you're absorbing the energy from everybody around you. Mm. So it's everybody around you's fault that 
you know, yeah. you can't behave like mm-hmm. a sane human Man, being. You got to be careful for coexist <laughs> stickers on bumper stickers on cars. You got to watch is out. That a for red a, flag? That's a red flag, from what I understand. And so, so yeah. my understanding is that uh, that they want to put off this uh, this vibe of like let's all love each other and coexist and, right. and all that. But really, what it means is. I'm absolutely insufferable and I need you to deal with me (laughs) because because. I need you to coexist with me because nobody else will. (laughs) That's a theory that's out there. (laughs) Anyway, that's funny. So are you from Knoxville? Um, You know what? I've been in Knoxville since, um, God, I don't really want to reveal my age. You don't Uh, have to. Let's see. It's okay. I was born in, uh, I was born in West Texas, Pecos, Texas, actually. And um, is that P-E-C-O-S? P-E-C-O-S. Pecos, uh, Texas. That's like how Pecos you say Dill. it? Yeah, Pecos. Okay, Pecos. Yeah. It's not Pesos or, or Pecos. 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 Pe- Pecos is how my parents always said well, it. Well, then they, they, they know. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, Pecos. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and then moved to East Texas as a young – I don't remember Pecos. I, I, I just remember East Texas. Uh, and we moved out of there to Central Florida when I was about 12, and I spent my teenage years in, in, in Florida, and that's when I get, took an interest in music, and I took uh, some piano classes. Luckily, we had a, a high school that had actual piano, piano classes, took a couple of years of that. Where was it in Florida? Uh, Longwood, Florida, just north of Orlando. Okay. And uh, Central Florida area. And then I had a buddy in the neighborhood who played guitar. And so I got interested in guitar and, you know, songwriting and that kind of thing. Did you do a garage band thing? Uh, No, I mean, well, I mean, kind of like back porch band, you know, but I never we never had any gigs or did anything like that. Uh, And then I met a a woman uh, that was, you know, down in Florida, but she was from Tennessee and she was moving back up there. And everything went really great. And I was like, I'm going to follow her up to Tennessee. How old are you at this point? I'm like 21. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to college? Uh, I I did go for a a few years at uh, University of Central Florida. Oh, nice. I was an English major. uh, Oh, cool. Which is really, really um, a a valuable major to have if you want to make a whole lot of money. That's sarcasm, by the way. But um, Hey, one of my favorite (laughs) podcasters is an English major. Well, there you go. And like, I'm just absolutely shocked at his vernacular and just right. how he's able that is to one thing that does dial uh, up words that that are the right word for that exactly feeling. exactly i will say that being an english major made a huge difference uh when i finally started like running business and that kind of thing mm. because it uh it, it, it vocabulary allowed, yes it allowed me to it allowed me to uh, um compose an email Mm. that would just kick ass, you yeah. know, like uh, that would make people like, oh, this is one astute motherfucker here, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that, that, that was what the English major did for me. Also helped a lot with songwriting as far yeah. as the lyrics and that kind of thing. Yes. You know, and that, that and a cup of, that and 25 cents will get you a hot cup, cup of, of jack shit. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> UCF, is that in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bulls? University of, no, the, uh, they what were at the time, the, the, um, Holy shit, I can't believe it. I don't even remember the mascot. I think it was the UCF. It's like Vikings or okay. some shit like that. Okay. Warriors or why'd you know. why'd you leave? The uh, the, the girl? Uh, no, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily um the girl. It was some um some uh, legal trouble I got into with some Hell of the yeah. neighborhood kids. <laughs> we did a stupid thing, uh um uh, we took uh, somebody told us where you could take a two liter bottle and put uh, aluminum foil and muriatic acid, which is easily obtainable in Central Florida because it's a pool cleaner, mm. and everybody down here has a pool. 
And so you made a bomb. We made a bomb. Okay. And uh, we were doing it in my friend's backyard, but he lived opposite of a uh, um, of like a park where they were having softball games. And what stuff. year is it? And we're talking nineteen ninety one. Okay, so we're we're Kuwait, Iraq. Uh, yeah, well, but but <laughs> it was it wasn't post nine eleven. If it would have been post nine eleven, I would have under been the jail. In, yeah, I would have yeah. been under the jail. I would have yeah. been in Guantanamo. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, they they came out and. Even though we were a bunch of dumb kids doing some Mr. Wizard's World stuff, you know, yeah. uh, it, it didn't hurt anybody. It was, you know, they decided to make an example out of us and they uh, charged us all with uh, uh, making and detonating a destructive device, which mm. was at the time, you know, it was a second degree felony. And we were all, Jesus. so I had at, to, at a, as a college student, as or? a college student. So I had to oh, divert man. my college money into a lawyer. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. To, um, because you were being a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah cuz I was with just a bunch being of kids. A, yeah, just being a dumbass yeah. with some of my neighborhood friends, you know. And <sighs> uh yeah, it was rough. And uh it, it ended up we get pled out to criminal mischief. We got like a slap on the wrist, 3 Mis- months misdemeanor. Three, misdemeanor, 3 months probation, no big deal. But the whole ordeal cost you tens t- of thousands took of away, dollars. Well, it took away my momentum as far as in, going into college. I'm not going to blame that particular event on me. Uh, uh, not finishing my English degree, uh, but uh, it probably had some sort of contributing factor. Sure. Um, so my my dad uh, um, don't want to tell tales out of school on him, but I think he had some buddies. In it was like after he, he went to Oak Ridge High School, and it was after they were done with high school. Yeah, <laughs> crack. Uh, it, it, it was after they were done with high school, him and some of his buddies. I don't think they had gone to college. And some of his buddies went back to their old high school and they like set off some kind of pipe bomb or something mm-hmm. in a tree on the high school campus. Right. Did they get in major, major trouble? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my dad said that they had they gave that group. Uh, it was, you know, the 1970s, the, the mid 70s or early 70s. The judge said, you can either go to prison or you can join the military. Oh, wow. And they let a bunch of my dad's friends join the military instead of go to prison for, right. you know, well, setting off a bomb at, on school property, right. you know. And and that <laughs> – I thought that's where you were going with that story. Yeah, yeah. But but that that's an interesting diversion, oh, yeah. don't you think? It's like, listen, get your ass in gear. You're going you're gonna to get in gear one way or the other. It's either prison or the army. Right. Well, for me, it was like uh, I just went and got a full-time job at like, Office Depot or some shit. And while you were then, going to court and all you know, that? No, no. I, I finished, after I finished that up, uh, mm-hmm. I was just like – the college money was gone. So I just went out and got a full-time job. And uh, I met this woman from Tennessee, and uh, we uh, moved up to Tennessee, and uh, I ended up having uh, two children and, like, you know. With her? With her, yeah, yeah, and and uh, thankfully, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, married for uh, 20 years, and then, wow. uh, yeah, and then, and then we got divorced, and uh, I'd played music ever since i was you know but it was the whole time i was married it was for the living room walls it wasn't necessarily right i didn't get out and do it do it but, just, I, but I still well when did you pick up the the guitar and start p- playing music was it in the in florida with the yeah kids? it was in florida when i was a but teenager did it continue to to college? i mean uh, you know I, I, yeah i mean i would uh, nothing nothing professional but you know uh, yeah I, I played a lot in in, in college and then um 
just around friends and at parties and stuff like that. You know, I was the guitar guy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the guys that jocks hated and, you know, anyway. What uh, was the kind of music that you, that you started off on? Oh, I was a huge Zeppelin and Floyd guy. Okay. Yeah. The good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah. Zeppelin, Floyd and, you know, um, Seeger and, uh, you know, all that stuff. The stuff I, I pull out in my cover shows that, you know, selling those memories, you know, which are my own memories as well. You know, I always enjoyed playing Boston. When I was right, uh, yeah, it's, it's not too hard, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's just it's, it's just right there. It's good you know? music. It's not Chicago, but it's yeah, Boston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's excellent. So so with kids, you had kids in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah, two yeah, kids yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my two kids in Tennessee. How old were you when you had the kids? Uh, twenty one and twenty three. They Damn, were. They, so um, you're pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was. Uh, you know, not not like you know, uh, right out of high school, young, but pretty young. Yeah, you know, I heavy. mean, gosh, man, I don't see how people do it. I mean, I was thirty and I still wasn't ready. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. It, it really is. is. When it, did you start the car thing? Oh, um, I I I I had worked for Sears Automotive for a while, and then uh, there was an Avis rental car that uh, had been moved into the Sears Automotive building, and the guy that was running it left, and I talked to the right people at the right time and started doing that. Really? Yeah. And it where out, was that? Was it over by West, the mall? Yeah, West Town Mall. Yeah, it's now a Tesla dealership. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was thinking that the yeah, other day. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. when. Yeah. Get my oil no, no, I used here. to. I used to run that. I ran that Avis location for uh, thirteen years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, uh, I, I got divorced uh, shortly after the kids graduated high school, as, as a lot of uh, married couples do. Uh, Empty nest. <laughs> Empty nest. I've heard yeah. that. I've, I've heard. And, and I'm really my wife and I are trying to be very careful about this, <laughs> is that you, uh, uh, you know, when you have kids and I'm, I'm sure it's even uh, the perils are even greater when you're younger, is that when you have children in a marriage, um your marriage becomes very much about your children. Oh, yeah. Your entire life becomes about your children. Yeah. And when your children are gone, there's something left over, and that's a marriage. Right. But what is that? Right. What has that been for the last, you know? And I'm sure that's that's the I'm sure that's the nuts and bolts of empty right. nest that I just explained. Right. But it is that did you did you feel that that was what happened? Is that you it spent was- so much. Focus on the kids and being there for I mean, that. that, that what could, was left that could over? Have been, that could have been part of it. Uh, I think uh, another big part of it is um, is uh, you know, you you really get to know who a person is. I, I I didn't want the children to be a bargaining chip in the divorce. What do you mean? Well, if you divorce when they're eleven and thirteen. There's gonna be all these custody so, issues. So that you you're were talking. Go so you're saying you would have split ten years earlier if it weren't for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that answers your question. Um, yeah. Now she was never very supportive of uh, you know the music thing. She didn't really like at all. Uh, told me I was, um, you know. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't anything viable. You should wear, you know, you know, were you trying to do the music? I wasn't trying, but I, I mean, I mean, I, I did do it at the house, but uh, anytime it came to, uh, I started meeting people that were actually doing it out. And every time it came close to that, it was very much like trying to talk me out of it. There's no support there. Yeah. There was no support there. I guess Mm. that's the nicest way of putting it. And, and, uh, and, you know, but after the divorce, there was nothing, you know, uh, I, I didn't let what somebody else's 
misguided opinion about what I could or couldn't do affect what I was going to try to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, call it a midlife crisis or post-divorce, whatever. Uh, I, uh, I had a really good friend, Michael Paul, who still plays. He plays with uh, Jason Ellis. Uh, uh, he's got a, Jason Ellis is an amazing musician who's got a full band project called Flannel. Hmm. That uh, uh, does like uh, a bunch of '90s covers, which are just amazing. And he was a he was a good friend that I met through work. But you know, um, we would hang out and play. He, you know, when I got divorced, he said, "You need to go out and you need to do, you need to do this." And I play harmonica as well. And he says, well, "Why don't you come in and sit in harmonica at, at one of our shows?" And so I did. And I was like, I was like, I don't know about playing in front of people and. But, you know, uh, right then, that one night, I figured out, oh, that's no big deal. This is a lot of fun. And um, uh, that kind of sparked it. And then I started playing harmonica and percussion for a lot of local artists. And they started paying me to come out and play like a cajon. I would do like a combination of playing cajon and harmonica at the same time. What's a cajon? A cajon is like uh, what this little guy's playing in this bobblehead you got here. Uh, Oh, sitting on the box? Yeah, yeah, the box. The box that you beat on, yeah. And it's basically like a little... uh, um, there's it's, a bunch of different like drum sounds. Drum, it's a bunch of different little drum sounds in a box that you yeah. just hit on. And you sit on top of it and you, you play with your hands? You sit on top of it and you, you play with the... your hands. And okay. I would play one-handed on the cajon uh, while I would hold the harmonica and do the harmonica runs and stuff for some country artists. I started with Matthew Hickey and then Sean Abbott. I uh, played with Sean Abbott for a while and we actually uh, went on a little mini tour up to Illinois. And, and, and it was amazing. He kind of basically showed me what it is to gig for music, you know, gig mm. for money. And play, you know, and do the thing. And um, uh, so I started playing with him, but I, I also sang and played guitar. And uh, he would uh, let me play like the set breaks. Mm. And so I okay. you know, so I got my feet wet Hell playing yeah. in front of people and, you know, and actually performing. And, and, and while I was making money being a sideman for him. So it was really, really awesome. Getting and, a passion now. Getting a passion in there. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not necessarily a country artist. He is. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a music artist. I, whatever kind of music, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I was really happy to just, you know, be a part of it and play it. And then um, once I started getting a, a feel for it myself... I um, started uh, reaching out and trying to book gigs, but what what ended up happening, I kind of fell ass backwards into most of it. Uh, Matthew Hickey had a uh, had an open mic at Mulligans that he had booked. Okay, I don't know if you remember Mulligans back at, in the day at uh, 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 the uh, so there were golf Jupiter, course, yeah, uh, yeah, over there were Gettys Jupiter, view yeah, yeah, Gettys view, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, remember Mulligans. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, he uh, uh, he had an open uh, mic that he uh, open mic open jam kind of thing that he was hosting out there, but he had double booked himself, and so he was playing a show somewhere else on the same night he was supposed to be hosting that. And so he asked um, uh, Patty at, at Mulligans, who knew me, you know me from many times I'd gone out to Mulligans open mics and just made a presence out there. Said, well. Can Chris run the open mic? And uh, I'm gonna, and I, I actually, you know, double book myself, and so I did that, and it went really, really well. Like mm. a lot of people showed up, and it was a good night. You know, they had good, good numbers at the end of the night, and so they asked me to be this, that, be the guy, be the guy that next week, and then the week after that, and week after that, and then I started 
Like it started picking up steam from there. So he got Molly. Wally pipped. Yeah, <laughs> I got the second second uh, Wally pip reference in a row on this show. <laughs> Wally pip. You, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, enlighten oh, me. Enlighten me, man. I, I I hang out with old people, dude. <laughs> All right, I got to make sure I get it right. It got uh, handed down to me, and then I took over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, it. That's yeah. Wally pip was uh, was uh, I think uh, he played for the new, for the uh, New York Yankees. Right. And. Uh, and he took a day off because he was tired. Yeah. And uh, this guy named uh, Lou Gehrig uh, came Oh, I in. got you. <laughs> oh, wow. And Wally Pipp didn't play another yeah. game for, for 13 <laughs> oh. years or something like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Hickey still plays around. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he kind of got Wally Pipp, I think. <laughs> <laughs> for that place, anyway. For, for Mulligans, anyway. Well, uh, so what is it that, like, okay, so it, you say it went well when you when you stepped in and did it. But what is it, like, what's the skill set that it takes right. to I think I think here's why it went well. Okay. At the time, uh, I had an apartment in West Knoxville, and I made it a point to go to all the open mics and meet as many musicians as I could. I was like out there looking for music, musically minded friends. All right, and about once a week, I would say, "Hey, come over to my house for a jam party." You know, I've got a bunch of instruments here. Uh, come on over because I had like a conga kit and a djembe and, 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 and the cones. So I had some percussion going and eventually I ended up getting a drum kit. You know, I've got uh, guitars plenty, you know, come on over, bring your guitar, whatever. And I started forming these little jam parties at my house. And then when, uh, when mulligans, you know, became a thing for me to do it for real, real, all those people were, you know, came out i already had like a network yeah they were there they were there and uh you know and they came out and 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 they were good you know and the the thing is is at mulligans it was a weird environment you had about you had some musicians show up but you had a bunch of freaking golfers that just come off and they were there to get drunk and hear live music and they were they were already a little toasty from the exactly yeah yeah and they were they were our demographic when I say our demo, you know, my demographic is going to be anybody between the ages of 35 and 65 who loves, you know, live music having a and good classic damn rock and having a good time <laughs> listening. Because I will say this I've played Poor Tap Room and I've played these downtown places a lot. But the, you know, the 20 somethings, um, they seem to like the fact that there's live music there, but they don't, don't engage with they it. They don't engage with it. Exactly. They don't yeah. show it. You know, you'll go through a whole night and after every single song, there's nothing but crickets. No, not even that. No, no. Like crickets after each song. You know, and you're just like, okay. And you just have to like steal yourself up, you know, and put your shoulders up and let the rain drip <laughs> off. It's fine. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you get to the end of the night and uh, you're packing your gear out, and then five people come up and tell you how great you are. <laughs> it's like, could you not you, have you, you, No, no. You know, well, I, I guess, you know, I didn't know that until now, but, yeah. you know, I guess now I do. And then thank you. And that's good. Yeah. That, but um, you didn't get that at Mulligan's after, you know, you got like engagement, you know, yeah. of every song. Oh, I can see the sunburnt guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Shirt yeah, yeah. In. Oh, yeah. Loving it. Yes. And, and the thing is, is, um, I think that's one of the big differences too at the uh, open mics and open jams that I host is when you have a bunch of musicians in the crowd waiting to get up, they're going to clap for everybody that just got up. Because they want to support too. So and they... all you need is that initial clap to get the rest of the people there yeah. clapping. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, otherwise they don't even know what to do. You know, yeah. they're just like. Burr, burr. 
Yeah, I I almost I don't know if it's uh, feeling awkward when nobody's clapping and like I'll go to a show at, like the Bistro by the Bijou or something, right? Which is a very small room. Oh yeah, it's there. usually a jazz duo or right. a jazz trio that's playing. Very few people in there. It's very ambient the music, but I'm always certain to clap because even if I'm the only one clapping, because I I, I know that those people need to know yeah that they are appreciated right. I've been to a concert before. You know, Knoxville, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. They're spoiled. <laughs> not, well, Knoxville is a, a – if you go to a big show like the Bijou or the Tennessee Theater, it's a sitting affair oftentimes. What I mean by that is you'll go see an artist, a bluegrass artist, for instance, on on tour around the southeast – Every other room they play in the Southeast, people are standing up clapping the entire time they're playing. Right. Knoxville is a sit-down town. No, yeah. Which they're is spoiled. Y- yeah? You think that's it? No, I think they're spoiled because there's so much live music in this town mm. that it's just like whatever to them. You yeah. know? Because whenever I go play a show out in Newport or Crossville or an hour outside of Knoxville, they're like, oh my god, you know, this, this is great. Yeah. Oh man, you're. How, what are you doing here? Is you know, yeah. And, and it's yeah. like, well, what I'm doing here is, you know, this is the this is the pinnacle of appreciation that I get for what I do. Right. What you're saying to me right now, yeah. that's the pinnacle of it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Because you know. Well, get your shit together, Knoxville. Get, you <laughs> no, know, Knoxville's amazing, yeah. <laughs> but the the patrons are spoiled. I yeah. will say that. But. We well, and it's because of what we alluded no, to in the past. Being being in the shadow of Nashville and Nashville, exactly. we are just we just have it. We, we've got it in spades. We've got as much right. live music as you want to see, and we're kind of humble about it. We're not out there cutthroat like, well, this is you know, we didn't fly on here in an airplane with guitar in hand. You know, we just came up from here. You yeah. know, yeah, most, most of the time. Well, it's it's. Um, I appreciate what you're doing for the scene and what you're, and how you're keeping keeping things moving and bringing in new blood, yeah. and and yeah. and not afraid to support no, I love people it. coming up and not feeling threatened by it. You know, no. that's a big that's a big thing too. Is is that I could easily uh, see yeah. somebody in your position, and I have right. seen people in your position oh, yeah. who are yeah. the grumpiest dude on okay. planet Earth. Because yeah. you they're know just I'm talking mad because people around them are doing it better than they can do it. Yes, and then they're like, "This is all they can get," and uh, I don't feel like. Uh, being an MC slash, you know, uh, open mic host as being, this is all I can g- get. Uh, I, yeah, no, no, you you can do the other stuff too and do that. It just depends. But doing that well is an art on itself. Hmm. Yeah, to to com- make a show, to make a show that flows. You know, and pull people in and be able to have like, you know, things to uh, uh, talk about in between the artists. It's not just, okay, this person's here, this person's here now. You know, when it's a a show and you actually have, you know, even though it's an open mic or open jam, it becomes more – here in Knoxville, it's more like an artist showcase. In any other city, you know, uh, yeah, this would be an artist showcase. But here in the talented city of Knoxville, it's an open jam, Hmm. you know. Well, I, I appreciate you doing what you do, and all Thank the ones much. I've been to of yours have been very entertaining and exciting, and I, I 
yeah, I, I hope you keep. I hope you keep doing it and cultivating these, cultivating these new acts, giving people the, giving people a chance to hang out in the spotlight for a second. Oh yeah, encouraging them to do so. Of course, and, and sometimes like- that spotlight for a second turns into a whole lot of spotlights. It depends on how much work you want to put into it. Get out there and it seems do like it for yourself. Well, I, it it to to me it it seems like having an elder statesman that they can trust right <laughs> who they know is is going to be there and be the rock for them right. uh, it, it enables these you know these these young kids like the reds and the josh van ways of the world right. that are coming up and it's like where the hell did that come from right and it's because yeah, you just awesome yeah yes um <laughs> but but you know the infrastructure that you guys are are, are kind of putting out there and and providing is such an asset to the community and um you know, even if there's just one person out there clapping, I, you know, I, I want to be the one who says thanks because right. it really, it really does, you know, do a lot for our community. It helps move the scene along. Now, what was so great it. about the jams, though, is they're a whole night full of applause because, you know, yeah. like, like I said, everybody's right. there for that particular purpose of throwing yes. a good show and enjoying a good show mm-hmm. too. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I hope that you that that you that you feel a. a appreciated for the for the open mic stuff that you do too I do. because Sometimes i know it is i get more praise than i'm even you know like 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 with uh with with the open chord i mean I, I get a lot of like um like oh yeah you're turning this i mean it's there's a lot more into it other than me i'm just like it, you know i don't own the venue i didn't i, I the sound man is like you know i mean at my own jams i do run my own sound but uh uh like at open chord i've got a sound man which right. is great and um it's it's a it's a combination effort between all of us you know in the bar and make sure everybody gets served and and, and the fact that there is uh when it comes to open chord the fact that there's a venue in town that doesn't have ufc on the tv behind us you know and two guys in a loving embrace on the ground trying to yeah. beat the crap out of each other while we do our love song right you know uh the fact that it is all about what's on the stage not too many cities have that mm. yeah yeah as an outlet you know uh yeah. it, th- th- that's really that's really great uh, uh, yeah you're uh, not just noise yeah you're not there. just <laughs> background noise yeah. like uh, there's a, there's a um there's a, a an internet video out there of of a, a couple that were doing a live show and and the woman kept coming over and telling them to turn down and you know at some point it's like what do you want us to just turn around and face the corner too yeah. I mean why did you even hire us yeah if you you find all of it annoying and you don't want it to be there sure uh, I think the problem that a lot of bars run into is they want to cram everything that can be done in a bar in one room hmm. They want, you know, yeah. pool, uh, darts, uh, football, yeah. and, you know, UFC and live music. They yeah. want to they want to shove it all into one room. That's what I love about uh, Union Place. There's a room for There's everything. There's a room for everything. <laughs> yeah, they split it all up. So that's yeah. that's one of the great things there. Do you want to play some music? I do. I do. Do you? You mm-hmm. want to play some originals? Yeah, I'm going to do some original music if you'll allow it. And Of course. Uh, well, let's, let's get you, what happens. Let's get you set up. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, Chris. Hell yeah. yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, there you have it. There's our chat. What a great dude. Fantastic guy to uh, to chat with and get to know. He's got a lot of insight, and uh, I really enjoyed myself. So why don't you guys uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, the man's music? Because it's good. Chris Marshall's going to play us out today. Enjoy it. Here it is. 
crisis in real time Obscured by headline Viral infection of your mind But don't dare Count on your birthright It's only you in the end, right? Lost inside your mind So put on your mask and go outside Keep it bottled deep inside And don't let the knocks too deep inside It's a virus both of body and of mind Yeah Seems about just right The dissemination of what is wrong And what is right But you know right When everything is in hindsight What was truth or what was Fucking shite So put on your mask and go outside Keep it bottled deep inside And don't let the knocks too deep inside It's a virus both of body and of mind Hell yes. <laughs> you like that? I really do. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Masks. It's good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, because it could work with both, um, it could work with both, you know, talking about physical masks or metaphorical masks. You know? Sure. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard a lot of songs lately that were written a long time ago that talk about masks. Right. It just in, in the metaphorical sense. Right, right. And hearing those songs now... Yeah. It has a whole another meaning that is, is yeah. different and interesting. That's great, man. That's Thank a you. really good cut. What Thank was it you. called? One more time. It was Mask. called Masks. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yes. Let's see. Mm. So that was that that's an original mm-hmm. that uh mm-hmm. it's two years old. <laughs> it, almost yeah. exactly. Yeah, almost exactly. Did you write it right around the beginning of all of yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. This is one I wrote about two years prior to that. This was about uh, overcoming fears. Because, you know, uh, ain't nothing gets done unless you overcome some fears, right? Ain't much in this world to stop you if you grow the balls and do the thing. Except the voices in your head that echo through the halls of your brain. 
And there's a hurt, but what's it worth? She carry on today. Press your shirt and do the work. It'll all fade away, but your time to lie. But you're too scared to fly And your wings just need to dry So open up your eyes And soar away You got to soar away You got to soar away You got to soar away And it's a shame that your mama didn't put much faith in what you'd want to be And it's a pity that your shit didn't stick around to see But start to live No fucks to give It'll set you free Tattoo your arms But do no harm Let the whole world see You're not tired To lie That you're too Scared to fly Your wings Just need to try Open up your eyes and soar away. You got to soar away. You got to soar away. You got to soar away. Another heater. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, get a bunch of them. Do you? What was that one? That one's called um, uh, "Do the Thing." Do the thing. Yeah, that's one of the first lyrics in there. Yeah. And and that's about uh that's about facing up to it. Yeah, it's just about doing the shit, you know. I mean, 
Uh, so many people talk about it always bugs me when I see people uh, uh, post on Facebook uh, um, working on this thing I'm doing. I'm starting this. I've made the decision to do. You know what? Put something out when you're done. So go do the thing. Do yeah. go go ahead and do it. Don't talk about doing it until you've done it. But do it. And there's nothing that can stop you. And once you make the decision to freaking do it, you don't worry about anybody else knowing that you're doing it or whatever. Just freaking do it. Man, that's that's one of my <laughs> biggest fears is being the person who said they were going to do something and then, and then let it. and then either didn't do it or didn't do it honestly. Go ahead and do it before you say you're doing it. That way you can say, "Hey, look what I've done." Isn't that better? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got to have a little done? PT Barnum to their game, right? Like right, everybody well, needs to be able to talk it up a little bit, right? But but you got to have the thing behind it with the substance. I, I think the yeah, I think the best thing that you can do is punch them in the face right up front with some awesomeness. And then later on, you can say, hey, working on something. Because they want to hear it then. Sure. If you ain't never done nothing, they don't want to hear that you're yeah. working on nothing. You punch them in the face with something great. And then answer their questions when and they start exactly. asking you about it. That's it. I love it. You want to play any more? Uh, if, you you got, want, if you want to hear some more. I would, I'd love to hear one more or okay. two more if you got it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, got a bunch in me. Nice. Let's see. Mm, I might need another beer. Cheers, buddy. Here. Here's a fresh one. I hadn't touched it. Mm. Got no Rona on it? No. I hope not, man. (laughs) It might, actually. (laughs) Might have some Rona on it? Yeah, Uh, man. I'm immune. I got my natural immunity card. I got it in the mail the other day. I like it. Put it in a nice little chest lanyard where it's Mm. waterproof. Not going to lose it. (laughs) In case I need to show it to get through to the next gig. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little uh, Americana piece uh, um, all about nature. I am a big – I love where I live. I, I don't know about you, but we live in a rainforest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, uh, it's, it's fucking amazing. temperate rainforest we live in. <sighs> it's freaking beautiful. And and Knoxville's embraced it with the whole, um, you know, uh, urban uh, – uh, urban Wilderness. Wilderness, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, my, my, my biggest hobby on the side is um, I like to uh, – I've got a – I've got a a, a, a top end electric scooter. It's like better than those you go and rent. Sure. You know, it's like you know, yeah, it's, it's like a Vespa full, scooter. It, no, 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 it's not it's not Vespa. a Vespa. It's a stand up scooter, like a, like yeah, a kick scooter, I but was, it's got a full suspension. It can go off road. It's like two thousand yeah. watts and go up hills and whatever you need to go. And I'm always over cruising around the Iams Greenways and that yeah. kind of thing. But I just I just love the nature here. I saw a bald eagle the other day, and I was just like blown away how huge that mother was. I mean, he was God. He was so big. Have you seen more bald eagles lately than ever before? I actually have. Yes, me too. I think I think they're making a making a comeback. But. America, America. <laughs> I just I'm a big birds of prey fan. I love seeing the all the uh, red tailed hawks and, and and bald eagles around here. Yeah, osprey. We got a bunch. Oh, of- oh we got a bunch of osprey too as yeah. well. I mean, like those uh, those uh, snake birds or water turkeys, the ones that you can just see their head like out of the water. Oh, you know, okay. you'll see them sometimes up in the trees, 
with their wings out, drying them off after they went swimming. Those those things are all over, like anywhere around, they're, like up in Norris Lake or over at uh, Mountain Hill. Snake birds. Snake birds is what they're called because they look like a snake because you just see their head in the water. Do they eat snakes? No, they don't. They don't. They, they, they eat fish and stuff. I mean, I guess they might eat snakes if they came across an easy prey, you know. Yeah. But the, they, they're called snake birds because they look like a snake head, you know, swimming yeah. along the water because they swim underwater mainly except for their head. Man, I saw an osprey right over here at the Sky Ranch, uh, the airport over here on right. Alco Highway. We're out there on the boat one day. I saw an osprey come down from- <laughs> Catch fish? Yes. Yeah. But no, I, I've seen that before a yeah. lot. Yeah. And they catch them and they fly away with them in, in their talons. Yeah. This guy caught too big of a fish. And dropped it. No, he couldn't get out of the water. Oh, wow. And so he's doing this flap routine on right. top of the water trying to fly away. And he, right. he's like, he can't get the, I mean, yeah, the fish is barely out of the much. water. Okay. And he's it's sinking stuck back in his down. Talons too. Yeah. And he wasn't about to let it go. Yeah. Ospreys are mean as hell. Oh, yeah. And I saw, I watched him for 30 minutes. Just, it? yeah, just like flap, get himself two feet off the water, right. fall back in till he got it. He took it all the way over to the shore, right. got it up on the shore and then finished him off. <laughs> One day when I was uh, scooting along the, um, uh, a greenway that goes along, um, what's the one that goes, uh, past the, 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 the docks there, you know, right on the river, uh, just on the other side of the river, uh, Sutry's Landing and not Sutry's Landing, but close to that. Uh, it was on the other side guy, uh, I can't, Ned McWhorter park. Yeah. 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 Under well, the yeah, bridge. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. whole greenway. I was scooting that one. Yeah. And um, are you allowed to scoot on that? Yes, actually, uh, the laws are that you can take an electric scooter or what they, uh, what's uh, qualified as a, a PEV, a personal electric vehicle. Yeah, anywhere that a bicycle can go. Gotcha. So it's so, probably uh, like a wheelchair law. Yeah, yeah. If bicycles are allowed there, then your e-scoot can go there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which is great because I can also jump on the road and go up to 40 miles an hour on that thing and just yeah. cruise along. But then, you know, I can take the greenways too. So Have you noticed a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, judgment or, or, or oh, hate towards yeah, those, those scooters? Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of people like kind of look sideways at me for, on it. But, you know, I know deep down they're like, oh, that looks fun. Yeah. You know, it is so fun. Yeah. You know, it's like surfing the land. I can, you know, it's like jet, it's like a jet ski for the land and I can go wherever I want to go. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's badass. Yeah. But anyway, it allows me to see a lot of nature. And that's what this next song is about, is all about nature. This one's called Clean Your Soul.
Nice. Yes. Really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel about East Tennessee. It's just like mm, so beautiful. If you're ever getting too depressed or whatever, you know, get out there and see the see it. Just I mean, and and, and all of it's free. All of these national parks and 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 uh, local state parks and 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 urban wilderness areas is free. You know, the people that come here from other places. Uh, like uh, California and Colorado. And, you know, by the way, stop, stop. We're full. We don't need any more of you. It's fine. <laughs> Knoxville's you know, yeah, full. Knoxville's full. We don't need you. But uh, they get here and they're like, oh, man, you, you don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to pay to even get in the place. You can walk around, see beautiful, amazing stuff. You know, items. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, speaking of uh, some things that I've got coming up in the future. Yeah. Um, Iams uh, Nature Center. I'm going to have a little jam going on there. Ooh, at the stage. The amp- uh, it, it, amp- we're going to be doing it. We're going to do it on the back porch of the visitor center. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be an evening thing. It's going to be a pre-sign up kind of open mic deal where I'm going to reach out to some other musicians and just like you know put a little combination thing together and just be playing over the Iams. It's going to be great. When is it? Uh, it, it we don't have a firm date yet, but okay. it's going to be in. Uh, Late March, maybe early April, something like that. Man, that's the best time to be at IMS. Oh too. yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, coming up, uh, starting back in March, I'm going to be doing another open mic at uh, um, Barrel House by Gypsy Circus. 
Oh yeah, the the cidery. Yeah, the cidery. Yeah, yeah. we'll be doing that on Mondays. We've done okay. it before. I didn't, you know, did it for several months before the winter hit. But you know, winter puts things like that on a hiatus because the Especially, attendance goes down and yeah. whatnot. So yeah, we'll be back in the spring once things get warm and. And that's over uh, in North Knoxville, right? Yeah, like that's, behind Knoxville High. It's on Lamar Avenue. Uh, you know, over there. Fortingill. Yeah, the Central Avenue area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that'll that'll about put you at a capacity for open yeah money. yeah 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 I mean uh, things look things are looking to be really busy for me once uh, March and April hit I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be a busy boy so yeah. I love it yeah. And I want to hear about your wilderness date, too. The second you get that booked in March, let me know, too. Uh, actually, I already have that. I can go ahead okay. and let you know when my okay. first wilderness date is. Let me get can anybody my... come, or do you need to be staying N- there? No, anybody can come. It's it's just it's the Firefly Bar, which is in wilderness. So just walk in and just go to the bar and, you know. Follow your ears, because you probably great hear... things. One of the cool things about, Rich, uh, about uh, wilderness is you could probably get away with even going to the water park, because even though they you know want you to wear a wristband— there's no enforcement there. <laughs> I, uh, the only time I've ever been to that water park, my aunt and my uncle were staying there and they gave us wristbands to, to get, right. I brought the kids up and we went to the water park and we walked in and I was like, is anybody going to check this wristband that I put on? Right. Because, uh, it, you, you can't buy tickets just to go to the no. water park. No, no, no. You have, you to, have to stay there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody checks. No, no, nobody checks. It's uh, uh, March 18th is the first date at Wilderness. When, it'll be what, like 7 to 10. Is it, that on a Saturday? It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll my Wilderness. Check, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I think I'm going to be in the area. Nice. Yeah. I'd love to have you out. Yeah. Now, you said you wanted one more. Yeah. Is that cool with you? No, I would love to do one more. Let's, yeah. Let's hear it. Now, you get you wind me up. I'm kind of like cornbread. I'll, I'll, just, I'm, I'll keep going. You know, you know, whether it's for the uh, podcast and the people out there, or whether it's just for your ears, I don't care. Anybody say, hey, you're great. Well, that all, you know, you know what I, 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 back when I was doing music talk, you know, cause I did a little thing back when, um, uh, back when Facebook live was a new thing. I was like, Hey, yeah. this is an easy way to do a little talk show, you know, right from my living room. So you, you know? made a show called music. Yeah, talk? I made a show called music talk. I'll send you a, a link to it and I'd you can go check it. it. Oh yeah. And you'll, you'll recognize some of the names on there. I mean, I had uh, drop dead dangerous, a uh, 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 trap rock group, uh, 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 Melanie Howe and uh, uh, Kit, Kit Stedman. Uh, um, uh, you know, I have had, uh, Tommy John on there, Jason Ellis, uh, um, uh, Bunch, bu- bunch of people. Uh, was it uh, a Kurt po- Flata? Okay. I, I had, you know, they, they basically would come to my apartment and I would set the camera up and we would have pretty much what we're doing right now, mm. you know. But I would play with them. I'd play like percussion and harmonica with them and then we would do songs and we would talk, you know. And basically the same thing. And uh, it, it was it, – it, what was so awesome about it is um, it's an – people love to talk about themselves for an hour, an hour and a half. Some people do. Some people do. You got to find the right people. Like it, I bet, and I know doing a hundred plus shows, you've come across uh, 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 situations where it's like, oh man, I really earned my money tonight because you had to keep driving the conversation. Yeah. Sometimes people clam up on you. That's true. It, that's that's <laughs> happened a couple times, but it uh, usually it happens before that. Usually people are self aware enough to say. I don't really like to talk about myself. I don't right. want to come on the right. show. Right. And that's actually happened a couple times too. And I'm always mm. shocked by it. But really I'm shocked that it doesn't happen more because right. 
it's kind of hard to open up and 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 be you know be vulnerable knowing that people depends are going to listen to it depends on who you are as a host you got to get people to do that and you got to like make them feel comfortable which you have t- uh, for me today so well, good yeah thank you ben i mean you've been Hell very yeah. gracious host and yeah. i appreciate it well it's it's been uh, a pleasure and an honor to have you here thank because you, uh I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like I'm I'm sitting around or I'm sitting across from somebody who's who's really making a difference and really doing some good stuff for the right reasons. And okay. it's, it's, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Trying, trying. Yeah. What's this next? Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. This is uh, this next one is my uh, what I like to call my rock bottom song. Though I've been like this before There ain't no peaceful, easy feeling Staying at a bathroom floor I've been like this too many times As the ceramic cools my forehead And I question my life But it'll all change tomorrow Not another drop I'll swallow Swear I will follow all the rules of a proper life But then my friends come calling Reverie turns to pub crawling In fact, I'm not recalling all the details of that night But I'll be alright You know I'll be alright There's a lamppost in the dark It doesn't put out much light It just fizzles and sparks I said I know just how you feel As I lean my back against the base And start to question what's real But it'll all change tomorrow Not another drop I swallow I swear I will follow All the rules of a proper life then my friends come calling, reverie turns to pub crawling. In fact, I'm not recalling all the details of that night, but I'll be alright. You know I'll be alright. Oh, you know I'll be alright. Oh, you know I'll be alright. I get my shit together Put it in a backpack and take it somewhere I can deal with it better Cause it'll all change tomorrow Not another drop I'll swallow I swear I will follow All the details of a proper life my friends come calling, reverie turns to pub crawling. In fact, I'm not recalling all the details of this night, but I'll be alright. You know, I'll be alright. Oh, you know, I'll 
Hell yeah, Chris. Man, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank I'm you so much. Damn glad to meet you and uh, really Likewise. excited that we got to spend this uh, time together, man. Hell yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Chris Marshall. Let's put it out there in the ether. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, everybody. Look me up on the old Facebook uh, or Instagram. Uh, don't Google Chris Marshall because I ain't going to come up on that. But <laughs> but you're out there where it matters. I'm out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you.